Welcome to Part 2 of The New Yorker's Double Issue for August 12th and 19th, 2013. There are five articles this week. In the talk of the town, Andrew Morantz reports on how one artist is moving rap lyrics to specific locations. Next, Paige Williams writes about a collector's fight to get an untrained artist into the canon. Then, Ben McGrath examines the new age of women's professional softball. After that, a short story by Zadie Smith, author of N.W. But first, it's the financial page. In The Pay is Too Damn Low, James Surowiecki writes about how low-wage workers are making headlines. A few weeks ago, Washington, D.C. passed a living wage bill designed to make Walmart pay its workers a minimum of $12.50 an hour. Then, President Obama called on Congress to raise the federal minimum wage, which is currently $7.25 an hour. McDonald's was widely derided for releasing a budget to help its employees plan financially, since that only underscored how brutally hard it is to live on a McDonald's wage. And last week, fast food workers across the country staged walkouts, calling for an increase in their pay to $15 an hour. Low-wage earners have long been the hardest workers to organize and the easiest to ignore. Now, they're front-page news. The workers' grievances are simple, low wages, few, if any, benefits, and little full-time work. In inflation-adjusted terms, the minimum wage, though higher than it was a decade ago, is still well below its 1968 peak, when it was worth about $10.70 an hour in today's dollars. And it's still poverty-level pay. To make matters worse, most fast food and retail work is part-time, and the weak job market has eroded what little bargaining power low-wage earners had. Their earnings actually fell between 2009 and last year, according to the National Employment Law Project. Still, the reason this has become a big political issue is not that the jobs have changed, it's that the people doing the jobs have. Historically, low-wage work tended to be done either by the young or by women looking for part-time jobs to supplement family income. As the historian Bethany Morton has shown, Walmart, in its early days, sought explicitly to hire underemployed married women. Fast-food workforces, meanwhile, were dominated by teenagers. Now, though, plenty of family breadwinners are stuck in these jobs. That's because, over the past three decades, the U.S. economy has done a poor job of creating good middle class.